Hi there, welcome to the D Word podcast. My name is Debbie and as someone who has fairly recently been through a divorce, I am here to talk about my experience, to share some insight into what it's really like, offer hope to anyone going through it and just bring positivity to anyone that needs it. So today's episode is all about those early stages, what it feels like at the very beginning when your marriage first breaks down. Everybody's divorce experience is completely different and it will be unique to you. And I've absolutely no doubt that the circumstances surrounding the end of your marriage will very heavily influence how you feel and of course what happens. For those of you that don't know me and my story, my marriage ended very abruptly because my ex-husband met someone else and told me. So it all happened very, very quickly. So I didn't have any time to come to terms with the idea to have discussions with him about whether we were going to do it together, to make the decision together. It was all very abrupt. So my personal experience was it was a big shock. So I have no doubt that that will make my experience different to others. However, I still feel very strongly that there will be common things that will be the same for all of us. Whether you have been in couples counselling for six months, whether you've been talking about it for two years or whether it happened overnight, there will still be things that everybody will experience when that final decision is made. So things like the fact that you then have to tell everybody that it's happened. The reality of that decision and the enormity of it and practical things. So things like going through the actual divorce procedure, the things like having to sort out utility bills and all of that sort of really fun, exciting stuff, but stuff that we all have to go through when that decision is made and when two people decide to end their marriage. Now, it has been three years since my marriage ended And I've been able to sit here and look back and identify that there are clear stages along the way. If I could describe how I felt in those early stages, it would be like I was drowning. The weight of the hurt and pain that I was feeling was quite frankly crushing. I couldn't catch my breath. I was struggling to comprehend the enormity of it it all the gravity of what had just happened, what was happening and what that really meant for me. Now, I was trying to get my head around this all whilst trying to hold on to something like my sanity and having to actually live. So by that, I mean actually having to function on a day-to-day, go to work, remember to eat, remember to look after myself when really all I wanted to do was lie in bed and cry and not really know what the hell was going on. It was like someone had thrown a bomb, it had gone off, and I was like, what the hell has happened here? All while feeling this horrendous, almost physical pain, that is heartbreak. And I had never experienced anything like that before, if I'm being completely honest. 
Now, how I chose to handle this, or I guess I didn't really choose. This is just how I handled it. I think I was in a severe state of shock and almost an out-of-body experience. But I went into some kind of weird autopilot mode. I went into this headspace of, okay, well, if that's your decision, screw you. And I just went hell for leather. Within two weeks, I'd got the estate agents round to value the house. I was going around the house making a list of all of our joint possessions. I had already researched how to do a divorce and what the process was. I just went into like some kind of autopilot, strict planning mode. And I was like, right, okay, if that's your decision, sod it then. I'll, I'm just going to do this. And I think some of that was because I hadn't really been in control of, of making the decision. Because it had been so abrupt for me, I had no control over what had happened. But what I could do was control this. And what I also tried to do was control how I felt. Now, what I will say now, looking back, is that those early days, those first few weeks, those first probably six months were by far the worst. They, The hurt and pain that I felt at that point, I pray I'll never feel again. And it honestly breaks my heart when I think about anyone else going through it. I can still remember the moment that I realised that it was over. Now they say, don't they, that you won't remember the what things what things have people have done to you, but what you do remember is how they made you feel. And I still can picture the moment that I was desperately looking to him to tell me either way which way it was going to go and I just looked at him and I knew in that moment that he was gone and it was over and I still remember exactly how that felt it was literally like someone had put their hand in my stomach and ripped it out it I don't know how else to describe it really it truly was as I said, the the worst pain that I've ever felt. And I don't think that anyone will ever hurt me in that way again. So around this time, well, during this time, I was obviously starting to struggle more and more. Once I'd realised that it was over and the things things started to progress and in, in terms of moving forward for our lives to end together and to separate... I was beginning to struggle more and more and I reached out to a telephone counselling service that I was fortunate enough to have access to. And I remember having this conversation with this counsellor. I remember being sat on my sofa, looking out into my garden because my uh, living room's at the back of my house and I have these French windows, uh, French doors that look out. And I remember being on the phone to this guy And I was literally just crying my eyes out. And he said two things to me that stuck with me. He said, first of all, Debbie, it doesn't matter how good or bad a wife you were. None of this is your fault. Secondly, the other thing he said was that 
there is no way around it. You have to go through it. Now, I remember being utterly horrified that he'd said this to me. I remember thinking, oh my God, I can't bear the thought of being in this amount of pain for any longer than I absolutely need to. I was just like, oh God, like, is there no easy way around it? When is it going to stop? Because I was just so overwhelmed and the enormity of what had happening and what was happening and what this all meant for me was just far too much for my head to process, let alone my emotions to process as well. So it was just a very, very challenging time, I think is probably the best word to uh, to describe it. I certainly could not comprehend what was happening and but on the same hand, I also completely underestimated how big this thing was. I was kind of like, yeah, 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 we'll just get through it and we're going to sell the house. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and whatever. And I just completely underestimated how big this thing was. And on top of having to come to terms with all of this, then comes all the additional things that you have to do when p- two people decide that their marriage is ending. You know, you have all the things where you have to tell tell people, you have to tell your family and friends and the shame of it and the, well, it's, shame is a weird word really. It's It's not, you know, you have that pressure on yourself that you then have to tell everybody or you at least feel you have to tell everybody. And then, of course, you're dealing with their reactions when most most of the time you don't even know what your own reaction is to this situation because, quite frankly, you don't really know what the hell is going on, yet you're having to tell everyone. You're then having to also sort out all these practical things like, oh, I've got to go for a mortgage and I've got to do this and I've got to speak to the utility company and I've got to speak to the electricity company. And, and I remember having to ring E.ON and tell them I need to take him off the account. So I had to set up a new account in my name and then for I had to go on a new tariff. And this person was there going through all these different tariffs and how much per kilowatt per hour it is. And I'm just there thinking, I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Can you please just give me the cheapest thing? Because I just need to tick this box. I have a long, long list of things I need to do. Can I please just tick this off? At the same time, feeling completely overwhelmed that I was even having to make this decision because I would always do these things with him or and now I was completely alone having to do it. And it's little tiny things that 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 trigger you because it's little things like that that then are the reminders and the things that really make you go, shit, this is really happening, isn't it? And this is pretty frigging major what's happening here. Now, what I would want to say to anybody who is at this early stages is please, please, please take some time and don't rush into any big decisions when you are feeling so emotional. What I mean by that is they say, don't they, that or there's a phrase that says don't make permanent decisions on temporary feelings. And at this point, when things like this happen, you are not rational. However much you may think you are, you are not rational. So I would say to anyone, do not make any big commitments or any big decisions 
when you are in such an emotional time. My advice would be to find the stability in your life, whether that be your job, your home, your friends, your family, whatever that may be, just focus on the things that are stable. Now, I was very fortunate in that I was able to buy my ex-husband out of the house. So I was able to keep the home. I was able to keep my house, which was my safe haven, which was my stable thing. My job was something completely different, but because I was able to keep the house, that was the thing that was stable because the idea of having to move house, start again, find somewhere to live, all that, again, it was just far too overwhelming because it was just another massive thing to have to think about. So as I said, my advice to anyone, if you are in these early stages, is please just take some time. Do the things that you absolutely have to do, that you have to sort out. But any big major decisions, just take some time and don't make them when you're feeling so emotional. The other thing during these early stages is it's the balance of having to still communicate with them. So I was having to still communicate with my ex-husband, which I found incredibly, incredibly hard. I was torn quite often between wanting to just hold on to him and never let go when I would see him versus wanting to rip his throat out, quite frankly. I would look at him and I'd think, I can't believe that you did this to me, yet I'd also feel so hurt and angry that he did. And yeah, it was just this conflicting feelings, really. And it's very, very difficult to communicate effectively with someone during that time because you do feel such extremes of emotions and that whole period is just so emotionally charged. So what would my advice be to anybody going through this? How would I advise anybody to navigate this? Well, the first thing that I want to say is whatever you are feeling in these early stages is exactly right. There is no right or wrong way to feel. This is completely uncharted territory, isn't it? I mean, come on, this doesn't come with a manual. You don't know how you should or shouldn't feel, like what's right or wrong. And really the answer is there is no right and wrong way. I would say just take each day at a time. Focus on putting one foot in front of the other and be kind to yourself. Celebrate those little tiny wins. And by that, I mean things that you probably won't think are wins, but like the first day that you don't cry or the first day that you think, oh, I've not thought about it for 10 minutes <laughs> or little things like that. I remember the first day that I didn't cry. I was in Rome with a friend and we had gone there and it, it time, it, the, the timing worked out really well because he was moving out that same weekend. So I didn't have to be there when he was moving out. And I remember I just all of a sudden thought, oh, I've not cried today. So I said to my friend, oh, this is the first day in like eight weeks I've not cried. And we did a high five. And so give yourself those little pats on the back because those small things are worth celebrating. My other big piece of advice 
would be to hold off making any financial decisions or agreements. Now, I did make some financial decisions at the beginning of the separation. I was so focused on getting to the finish line, getting to the point of which we were divorced because I just wanted it all done that I made decisions and I wasn't in the right headspace to make them. I try not to have regrets in life um, because I just don't think that you can change the past. But if I would do things again, I would do it differently. I sometimes wish that someone had grabbed me and told me this. Someone had stopped and made me listen. But equally, I was so headstrong that if someone had tried to tell me, I don't think I would have heard them anyway. But that would be my other bit of advice. Don't make any financial decisions in those stages. Just get through what you need to. Worry about the bigger conversations and the bigger decisions a little bit later when things have calmed down a little bit. The final bit of advice that I would give would be to find whatever way works for you to get through this. Focus Your focus is just solely getting through this. Things that I found helped me during this time were to talk to family and friends very openly, let myself be be vulnerable, let myself be open with those people rather than trying to put on a brave front. I was just completely open. The other thing that I also did around this time was started journaling and started writing down everything that I felt. It was almost like word vomit but just written on a page it was just a way to get it off my chest out of my head on paper and just almost get it out of me and just put it somewhere I would record myself a lot as well and I would write things down and yeah those those were just some of the things that I did that helped me just to I guess come to terms with some of this stuff and just get through these initial early stages The other thing that I did was to seek professional advice and seek professional help, but that is something that I will talk about in a different episode. So in conclusion, if I could describe how I felt in those first few months after my marriage broke down, I would liken it to a sense of drowning. It was so overwhelming, I couldn't catch my breath and there was just so much to think about. It was by far the hardest point of the journey, but it didn't last forever. And one of the things that I want to do with this podcast is offer hope to anyone going through it. I am not going to sit here and say that it isn't horrendous because it is, and it's by far the worst thing I've ever personally gone through, but it didn't last forever. And even though there were times when I couldn't imagine not feeling like that, I did. I did feel better and slowly but surely things began to improve and I did feel better and I did get through it. And I guess that's all I really wanted to say in this episode. I wanted to share what those first initial stages were like and I hope that I've been able to do that and offer some insight to anyone going through it. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I am at the D Word blog. Or if you want to leave me a comment or a review of subscribe to the podcast, download the episode, whatever it is you do, please, any support I am eternally grateful for. 
Equally, if you want to drop me a line on Instagram to let me know what you thought of this episode, I am always open to hearing your any feedback. Thank you again for listening. I am Debbie and I'm here to share insight, offer hope and generally bring positivity to anyone that needs it. And I hope to speak to you soon.